I, I heard this the other day on BBC, and I thought it was quite humorous. A father knocks on his son's door. James, he says, wake up. James answered from behind the door. I don't want to get up, Papa. The father shouts, get up, you have to go to school. James says, I don't want to go to school. Why not, asks the father. Three reasons, says James. First, because it's boring. Second, because the kids don't like me. And third, because I hate school. And the father says, well, I'm going to give you three reasons why you must go to school. First, because it's your duty. Second, because you're 45 years old. And third, because you're the headmaster. Wake up, wake up, wake up! <laughs> um, the, just the whole thing of, of perspective um, and how we live our lives. Uh, if, if we're walking down the street, we're passing people who are involved in their own lives, in their own thoughts, in their own experience. How many people do you see that you pass have happy expressions on their faces? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the idea is that our bodies actually reflect the emotional experience going on inside internally. And it may not even be conscious. Um, our emotions are information about the world we see, about our situation, about what we experience internally and what our history is. And it all comes together in a very complex uh, manifestation. And the, the whole idea is that our bodies are, are, have access to that before we do. I don't know if anybody plays poker. But, um, in playing poker, and the professionals do this to the nth degree, but we reveal what we're experiencing in our hand and the way we think the thing's going to go by little quirks, little tics, uh, facial tics called tells. And it could be body posture, it could be just tapping fingers, whatever. And, and the professionals control their emotions and prevent those ticks if they possibly can. But some are so subtle that we don't know they're happening. But everybody's doing it all the time. And it gives away what that internal reality is. Okay. So then... Um, you know, if you're the headmaster of a school, why wouldn't you want to get out of bed and go to school and do your job? Right? There's got to be some internal processing going on that, you know, like the kids don't like me. <laughs> it's boring. I hate school. Um, the idea is that it is so apparent that in China, they developed a whole process of face reading. Um, that show the dynamics of the personality in the way the face is constructed. 
And apparently the Chinese emperors used to wear masks for public audiences so their enemies in the crowd couldn't see their vulnerabilities. Um, I used to do a little game with my kids. And I'd take magazines and I'd, I'd look at front-on, like face-on photographs of people. And you'd cover one half of the piece of paper and then flip it over to the other half. And two different expressions, usually. Very seldom was it, was it equally balanced. And you could tell, like one side would be happy and the other side sad. And the left side represented the relationships they had with their mother, and the right side was the relationship with their father. So, love mother, didn't like father too much, right? Or the other way around. Um, in doing body work, a lot of people that do mind-body work um, <clears throat> know that, that if somebody presents with, with problems, issues on one side of the body, it's the same thing. So if a person has issues on just the right side, it means issues with men, father, and the masculine part of themselves. If it's on the left side, some other women and the feminine part of themselves. And it gives great insight into how to work with people if, if you're tuned into it. Right. The, the whole idea of being in touch with ourselves is really important. Our bodies are letting us know all the time how we are where we have difficulties, where we have problems. Um, and for the most part, people who, who spend their lives texting or whatever they're doing on the phone. Um, the, last week I was in Toronto and I was at a restaurant downtown and, and there were couples around me and all of them were working their phones. Like they were with partners, but I mean, maybe they were talking to each other through the text so that nobody else could hear. But uh, that was I mean, just hello. <laughs> uh, the the idea is that that we've gone internal and and we're not um, really um, connecting with ourselves. And that whole idea what I said at the beginning of meditation, that idea of being with the breath and being present in that, because to experience the sensations of breathing and, and counting actually keeps us focused on that, um, that keeps us in this present moment. And in fact, everything we experience happens in this present moment. Right? Nothing is outside of that. Right? We can remember what happened yesterday or ten years ago, but we can only think about it now. And, and we can think about what we're going to do after we leave here, but it's right now that we're thinking about that. Right. So the, the reason that this all came up for me is that a week and a bit ago, a friend of mine died in the Maritimes. And he was uh, brilliant guy. Um, he had his PhD in abstract mathematics. Um, he spent a couple of years teaching in prison in the States, in federal prison. Um, and then, then he became a banker. And eventually he was freelance troubleshooter for, for banks all over the world. And he just traveled and 
They paid him lots of money, happily, because he fixed the problem. And after he retired, he had, had some good times. And then he started to, to lose his cognitive ability. Couldn't remember things. And he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And uh, he, he just progressively became less and less of who we knew. Right? Until, you know, he's staring into space. There's, there's one experience, as his wife mentions it. He was staring into space and he turned his head and he looked at her and he focused on her. And hadn't done that for a while. And he just stared at her. And he said, are you married? And she said, yes, I am. She said, that's nice. Went back to whatever he was doing. <laughs> but it may have been that, that his, his memory was of her as a young woman. Right? Not, not somebody that's in her 60s. I mean, we don't know how, how that processing goes. And it's so complicated. Where, well, there's, there's, there's a, I think I mentioned this before, there's, there's a, an educator, was an educator, he's gone now, named Jean Piaget. And he was one of the, if not the foremost educators in the whole world. Um, and he said that basically infants have what's called an undifferentiated awareness. When we're born, the nervous system isn't really structured. And then we start to have, well, actually, we start having experiences in the womb because we kick and we suck our thumbs and do things, react to sounds and all that. But basically, the nervous system is, isn't, isn't working with anything. It's just having impressions. And as we have more and more impressions after we're born, we start to make connections. And this is what structures the awareness. So that undifferentiated, pure field of awareness starts to be structured by our nervous systems. And the more complex that structuring becomes, the more sophisticated our experiencing of the world is. Um, Einstein's, Albert Einstein's brain wasn't much bigger than the average, but it had a lot more connections, apparently, when they assessed it, they did, um, than, than the average. And there were a lot more astrocytes, which are support cells for the, the neurons, which is kind of interesting. But that allowed him to see the world more abstractly. And, and so he, he was looking at, at much deeper things than most people were thinking about at all. And so that, that, that complexity evolves. And, and then, like my friend, right, it starts to deconstruct. And the nervous system doesn't do the things, make the connections that it used to. Until we're just in that undifferentiated state of awareness again. And I, I find it interesting, because I've known a lot of people that have had dementia and the people who are in their families or friends will say, well, John doesn't know me anymore. Right? He doesn't know my name. And 
it's interesting because John is still that undifferentiated state of awareness. When John was born, nobody was upset because he didn't know their names, with the parents or people around him. Right? I mean, he was there, there in that teeny tiny body. But we're expecting that whatever evolved from those particular experiences that the individual has to continue forever. And that doesn't happen. It's, it's like an ebb and flow. Right? Um, the baby is huge potential. Right? Uh, the, the, the DNA may have some effect on how that potential is expressed. But it's really um, massive potential. That's what the field state is, the electromagnetic field. Everything that, that manifests all the vibrations in the electromagnetic field that we can experience are the nature of the field manifesting. And it's, I think it's the same with awareness. In fact, awareness may be the universal field. My idea, anyway. Um, I wanted to show you something because I've not been able to. Well, I didn't. I didn't draw it very well because it's, it's rather fine. But I don't know if you can see this. Can everybody see that? I should have made the lines heavier. It would have been more easy. Yes. Anybody? Anybody not see it? You want to come up closer? So, these lines, the curved lines, represent the limits or the, the boundaries of the manifestation from that field of awareness, which, which is down here, right below the waves. If, if our awareness is like these little squares or rectangles, is limited to that little window, then whatever you're focused on is the biggest thing. Right? And fear constricts that window. Right? And that's functional because it, it makes us aware of what we need to get away from or what could harm us. But if we go inwards, right, like this, where the, the, the point is, that's where um, things become very concrete. That's where physical manifestation exists. As we go in, we get into the intellect, and then deeper is the emotions and intuition. And then we go beyond where those waves begin, and we're in that undifferentiated state of awareness, Buddha nature. Okay. So the practice of meditation is to get us to expand not only the little tiny stuff so that we don't have to do that, but to expand our, our, our focus of awareness to encompass more and more of the expression until it encompasses the whole thing. Does this make sense? Yeah. I, I thought this would help. Um, the, the different levels, right, are just, just degrees of manifestation. 
And if you think about this being the source, the field being the source of everything, then what's good and bad? Good and bad only occurs if you're stuck up here at the, the peak. And then this thing over here, whatever it's doing, is either supportive or detrimental. So it's good or bad. And one over next to that, and one over there, and there, and there. And goes down in the, below the border, and all of that. Oops, what's that? Um, so, that expression is more complicated, more sophisticated, the more our brains, the neurons in our brains are connected. And what we're doing by coming to the temple and meditating together and meditating at home is we're creating an entrainment of the neurons. I mean, chances are, I don't know, I haven't had direct communication with them, but the individual neurons probably don't have any idea what I'm doing right now, nor do they care. They just want to get the little buzz of electricity from the next neuron. And if there's, if there's something that I do regularly and really get a charge out of, then that's going to, to entrain a whole lot of neurons because they want to hook into that, that energy. And the more I do it, the more will be connected to that. So that gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Which is one of the reasons for addictions. Right? Because somebody maybe does something because they don't like a particular feeling, but for a moment that feels really good, and you get that entrainment, and, and all the neurons say, oh boy, let's do that. Right? How, how we experience it, how it manifests in our lives, has nothing to do with what the neurons want. They just want the charge. Right? So if we come here and meditate together, then what happens, or just meditate at home, meditate anywhere, what happens is you're creating an entrainment. Okay. To experience the surface, right, there's, there's a certain configuration of, of neural function, the way the brain works, to experience sensations. Right. That's, that's happening differently than being happy or sad. Right. So there's a different kind of functioning in the brain. Different parts of the brain are participating. Right? If we go down here and experience this pure awareness by itself, then a whole different style of functioning happens in the brain, where everything relaxes and the limitations seem to let go. So by meditating regularly, what we're doing is we're enlivening the brain's ability to support the experience of this whole process of manifestation from the source all the way up to the concrete. So, is this all making sense or am I just about it? <laughs> it all makes sense to me. <laughs> what I experienced. But, um, the, the idea is that, that whatever you do, like if, if you get depressed and you continually activate the thoughts that bring the depression on, then what happens is you entrain that. So it becomes easier and easier and easier to be depressed. Right? 
if you break that up and switch it over to something that is really super positive, then all the neurons say, hey, wait a minute, let's go over there. The party's over there. Right? And they start connecting with the positive experience. Um, I think I've said this before, the ego, is everybody finished with this? The ego is interesting because it's a compulsive problem solver. Okay, uh, you may have experienced that directly. So if you have a wonderful, loving, happy, joyous experience, where's the problem? As soon as it's over, file it, get back to the things that are really important, the problems. And so we're focused often getting restricted because behind the problems, usually there's fear. That's what makes it a problem. It's saying that whatever it is is a threat to our integrity on some level. So then that becomes a way of life for a lot of people. Uh, you see elderly people shuffling down the street behind their walker, and they can barely move. Right? Um, because the fears take over. That focus of awareness of attention takes over. Um, in terms of body response, the exact opposite of fear in response is love. Okay. So love opens the awareness. I mean, how do you feel if you're feeling loving? Good, yes? Yes. Anybody? <laughs> how do you feel if you feel afraid? I mean, it's a, it's a contraction that takes place. We become defined, limited by what we're afraid of. So this is a, a very simple exercise to just love as many things as you can every day. <laughs> to entrain the brain to do that, to be open, to experience those good things that we, we've done in the past. Um, how many people have, have messed up something, uh, created a problem for themselves, and then, <laughs> and then the next day they think about it again and the day after that they think about it again and each time they think about it they feel just as bad as they did when they did it yes everybody knows this because that's what we do right. but but do you, do you think about loving somebody or something like your dog or your your, your parents or your kids or whatever, your job, right. it, it happens, we do something that feels really, really good with somebody, and then it's gone, and, and that's why everybody's taking pictures on their cell phones, to remember those things, it's like, oh yeah, I did that, right. but that's what we need to do, not take pictures on the cell phone, but remember, so that we create the entrainment in the brain to free us of the limitations and boundaries that restrict awareness, restrict the focus of that awareness. And so, meditate and love. That's, that's the message today. <laughs>